0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great
1: Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft. I'm with Mike Kudrowski here at Prairie West Golf Course in Mandan, North Dakota. We're sitting across from us, two young bucking priests. I don't feel young
2: anymore. uh, (laughs) You
1: walked in with swagger and style when you came in, Father Josh. Yeah, you
2: (laughs) you got to put on a show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're with uh, Father Josh Waltz and Father Jordan Dosh. Uh, both in the game of vocations, which kind of work in the theme of games, you know, the Olympic trials are going on. We we're go. on a golf course. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're, ta- we're talking vocations. We just, so we're coming from, uh, we're just with Ron, and now we're with the priests. Um, and what they have share in common is they both were vocation directors. Well, one was and one is. And so give us some clarity, guys, who is and who was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Father Waltz was the vocation director for the past 6 years and then uh just this last year starting in uh July 2020 I took over full time. This is Father Jordan Dash. So, so. Father Dash, how many years have you been a priest? Uh 4 years. 4 years. Yep. Father
1: Waltz, how many years have you been a priest? 14. 14. Okay. This June
3: 28th, 14. Yeah, He was my chaplain in high school, <laughs> so he taught me in high school. That's awesome. Worthless. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which, yeah. Yeah. He was. He was terrible. <laughs> That's
1: Worthless. True. That's true. So priesthood was the last resort for both yeah. of yeah. us. Yeah. You know?
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, what high school was that? St. Mary Central High School. St. Mary's here in, here in Bismarck.
1: Yep. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So 14 years priesthood. Yep. Thank you for your priesthood. <clears throat> so good. Uh, and you said four years. Four years. years. Yep. Okay, and they're just they're bringing in the rookie to bring in vocations.
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they uh, needed some extra help <laughs> kind of coming <laughs> in. So, yeah. yeah, for my first three years, I was out in Dickinson, Mike's hometown, teaching right. at Trinity High School. Mm-hmm. And then uh, overlapped one year as assistant vocation director. And then last mm-hmm. July, 2020, took over full time. So... Yeah. Awesome, yeah. yeah,
0: awesome. And uh, Father uh, Father Waltz, uh, can you uh, can you give us your uh, uh, assignments of the last fourteen years? I I, I think that's impressive. You uh, were the director of uh, vocations for uh, six years. Uh, you, you know, you might uh, please tell us uh, what you what you saw, what you've seen or what you saw those uh, six years as a vocations director. Uh, but yeah, start with 14 years ago and bring us up to date.
2: I think the, the, the big thing is, is <clears throat> so first I was chaplain at, at St. Mary's High School for six years, and then kind of moved around the bismarck Mandan area. I was at <clears throat> Christ the King for two years, Spirit of Life for two years, Minocan for two years. Uh, I was five years out at University of Mary, and then part-time living at Christ the King as vocation director. So I moved from chaplain... The vocation director, and that's kind of the reason I think that um, the bishop <clears throat> chose Father Dash was because he was a chaplain. The, the the connection between those two roles in the priesthood is is absolutely fundamental because you know everybody,
1: Yeah, hands on with the <clears throat> and that was and my thing. Adults. Like I,
2: it wasn't that, you know it wasn't that I was running out of steam or anything. It was that I was I, I just didn't know anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we do these Rome trips, we do trips to Peru where you combine all the schools, and so you, they get to meet. The vocation director. So, like, when I towards <clears throat> towards the end of my my uh, term as vocation director, I was going on on certain trips because I didn't know anybody anymore. So, I was starting to get to know the kids as best I could, going on ski trips out to Whitefish, you know, snowboarding with them, and everybody's like, oh, you know, they call, the, the, the famous line is the vacation director. <clears throat> you know, we're not the vocation directors; we're all we're gone a lot. But my thing is, is that when when I'm gone, like even even the, like when we went to Whitefish. Everybody's joking, oh, you're just going on a ski trip. No, I mean, I get, I get 12 hours on a train with yep. all of the young men where I can sit and talk about anything. I, on, the, on the ski lifts, you know, the one year I went, only one guy snowboarded who was decent enough to, like, snowboard with me. And so we spent the entire trip together just talking about, you know, vocations from priesthood to married life. <clears throat> I mean, that is, like, the golden opportunity. Absolutely. Because one-on-one, vocations is not rocket science. It's just it's one-on-one so so young people can get to know the priest and be like, huh, like he's not weird, he's normal, he snowboards, he, you know, hangs out. And then to get him, even better is to get, you know, two priests together that like each other, <laughs> you know, like yep. and we have a, and I think our better in the diocese is, is great because they we for the most part we I mean we all get along we're all we're all pretty good friends yeah, I can hang out with any guy in the in the presbyterate and when young when guy, I think one of the big fears of a young man at least it was for me is the loneliness aspect or not having a family and when, when they start to
1: say loneliness as, as if the priests are lonely yeah I, I mean, could, yeah
2: I mean when I grew up and that was a little bit different time of the priesthood you know guys were very you know bound to their parish there wasn't a lot of connection between the priests. Now, I mean, we hang out all the time. You know, there's, there's talk about, like, guys that are in the smaller towns kind of, you know, we're, we're kicking around ideas of maybe, like, what if we just, like, had a hub parish and then, you know, three guys lived together and then they went out <clears throat> and ministered to all these. You know, so there's, there's community, fraternity. If, if I've seen anything in the young guys that are coming up, my generation on down, it's fraternity. The guys love the fraternity. They mm-hmm. love like when they when when Father Dosh does the retreat. It's like one of their favorite times of the year because they're all together. They get to hang out. They get to pray together. They get to you know play together. They get to eat together. And uh, and that's what seminary is. And I think a lot of the guys want to bring that back to the diocese. And if you see it too, another another thing is is like I'm doing a men's group at St. Joe's now, <clears throat> we had like 50, 60 guys show up, which was amazing. Wow. And we're just kind of watching the Chosen series. We're going yeah. through that and, and just having discussions about it. But one of the things the guys keep saying is they're like, we don't have this. Like, we're married. We have a family. We have an extended family. But we don't have a brotherhood. Absolutely. <clears throat> and that's something that the seminarians have that is so unique in this world right now. And uh, And I think that they're starting to... The men within the parish are starting to see that, and they 're starting to form brotherhoods too, mm-hmm. which is what we need i mean we 're going into a time of immense persecution we, you can 't go at this alone like I mean Jesus sent him out two by two he didn 't send him out one by one, and so you, you need the brotherhood
1: amen okay. to that and and father, I mean what we you were talking earlier you 're talking relational ministry it 's evangelization one one if you will, but it 's not just it does 't just stop there that evangelization one on one you 're building up the relationships, getting to know these young men um and it's always one of the sure signs of what has carried the church through has been, you mentioned fraternity, mm-hmm. authentic community. Oh, yeah. You know, where that's, it's not just being able to uh, talk shop, go snowboarding or whatever it is, but then that authentic accountability, that brotherhood, that really iron sharpens iron. Yep. Right.
2: And I, I'm not even, I'm not going to do a, a, you know, a play for the chosen. I love, I love the series. <clears throat> one of the things that really shows is is that the apostles didn't know what the heck they were doing. Right. I mean, they. they you they just were, did your
1: plug. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Why? Well, if Dallas Jenkins is listening, I love the guy. It's an amazing yep, yep. series. Watch yep, it. But yep. <clears throat> it, it shows that they're, they're completely lost. They know that something big is happening and they want to help, but they screw everything up all the time. But one <laughs> of the things they have is they always come back to that core, yep. and that core is what holds them accountable. And what builds them up, as you said, iron sharpens iron, and, and yep. you see that within in the the seminarians. And I'm really trying to bring that to the parish, especially for the men and for the women. You know, uh, but to, to get these these core groups that hold each other accountable. That's that's how you get to be a better person.
1: Well, and what starts to come out of that is that authentic masculinity and femininity, right. and you know, all in God's design. Now, I'm re- I'm resisting going on for the tangent on that. <laughs> so back to Father Dash. I mean, so. I, you kind of hear Father's been at it for a number of years. What are you starting to see being the new guy in with vocations office?
3: Yeah, I think it's pretty similar. You know, uh, the ball is rolling pretty easily in the Diocese of Bismarck, and uh, we hope to just kind of keep that going. So our, our high schools are a great source of voc- vocations. Uh, but then also just, you know, getting our young priests out in the parishes and having the, them interact You know, uh, what what it takes is for the young people to see the joy that the priests have and for them to consider that it's a possibility for themselves. And uh, at least in our diocese, we're incredibly blessed with lots of young priests. So, you know, some of the small towns who may not have a young priest are getting young priests because of our vocations. And we see that that's uh, encouraging more vocations in these small towns, you know, Uh, in many young men who may have never thought that that would be a possibility for them. Uh, but like Father Waltz said, it's just um, that that relationship, uh, you know, being able to talk to a priest. Most, most people don't uh, have conversations with priests other than, you know, the couple seconds as they're leaving Mass or even really see him or know him other than what they see at Mass. So to be able to see him out of that context as he's just a normal person, uh, you know, that he's striving for virtue and uh, he wants other people to be able to share in that as well. Uh, you know, those possibilities help young men consider that this could be for them as well, well.
2: And even to even to build off of that, I remember when I went to NDSU because <clears throat> and Father Dosh does too. You know, we go and we visit to the Newman Centers yeah. and we take guys out to eat and just kind of talk. Guys are thinking about it, and <clears throat> I remember I had two guys that were my past students, and then I had th- like four guys that were just from other areas and wanted to come with. And and the two guys from the Diocese of Bismarck were like, I mean, they're they're talking, they're enjoying. And the other guys are like, man, you're like so familiar with your priests. They're like, oh, they come over all the time. We hang out. We've been on trips with them. And these, these other guys are like, what? Like, yeah. I've never heard of they, that. They
1: don't know their vocation directors yeah. or even their bishops right. the same and, way.
2: And, and so yeah. to have that familiarity is huge.
0: Yeah. We're heading to a, a break, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're just joining us, don't go away. Uh, we're visiting with the, the Diocese of Bismarck Vocations Director, Father Jordan Dosh, and the former vocations director father josh waltz and uh, they're telling us about the uh... the the good news the good news of the some seminarians in the diocese of bismarck uh, they'll they'll be back after the break uh... this is real presence live don't go away we will be right back this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on The Real Presence Radio Network.
4: God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio.
0: Speak life. a heartbeat. The world can change in a heartbeat. Life can change in a heartbeat. Life can end in a heartbeat. With every beat of my heart... Another heart stops beating. The crushing reality? That heartbeat belongs to a baby. It has been purposefully silenced somewhere in this world, forever. While my heartbeat signifies life, it has also become the death knell by which I count the loss of babies all over the world, one for every beat of my heart. My heart can't take it. I have to speak life. Written by Allison Uppdahl. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper
1: Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Mark Holcraft here is the host with Mike Kudrowski. In Mandan, North Dakota. We're talking with uh, old vocations director and new vocations director, the old being Father Josh Waltz and the new Father Jordan Dosh. And if you're uh, just joining us uh, in the last 15 minutes, a good conversation. We're talking about building up relationship, the importance of familiarity uh, for the seminarians with their vocations director, let alone uh, with the priests, with their priests, that relationship. So much evolves around relationship. But Father Father Jordan Dosh made a comment about being a witness to joy. uh, Whether it's young men, high school, college men, just really, (laughs) we all need to see that witness to joy. But Father, I wanted to come back to that. Can you just say a little bit more about that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think, you know, at least for me, one of the first steps in considering the priesthood was just seeing that priests are joyful Mm. and, and, and just me wanting part of that. Uh, You know, joy comes from God who puts it in the heart of the believer. It has to do with an individual finding out what they're supposed to be doing in life. You know, uh, what what the purpose of anything is, when it is done for that, it is done well. And we see it with the human person. When when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in your life, uh, it creates joy for you and radiates to other people as well. Um, So for every young person... We call that the discernment process of trying to think about where God is going to be in their life, where they can serve best. And, and for me, you know, growing up, I, I went to Catholic education all the way through 12th grade. And I, I had good priests in my school and I had good pastors. But for some reason, I never considered it even a possibility for me uh, until I realized that, you know, what a vocation is is where you're going to be most happy, where you're going to be most healthy, where you're going to be most fruitful. And seeing that the priesthood is a possibility for that just absolutely like blew my mind. The thought that I could be happier in the celibate priesthood than I could be married blew my mind. But seeing the joy in the young priests made me realize that that is actually a possibility, that it is true that if that is what God is calling me to, then that's where I'm going to be most happy. Um, so it's true. you know, uh, joy comes from doing what God. Uh, Wants you to do in his life and the process of prayer and discernment is is a continual one of coming closer to him And trying to unite our lives to his and uh, the effects of that is what we experience in joy Great great
1: definition and just uh, thanks for sharing of your experience in that you know It shouldn't be rocket science that uh, joy is attractive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah you know, especially when we see it, when we're surrounded by you know, even as Father uh, Father Walt said earlier, when you're surrounded <laughs> by other men and fraternity too, and to experience joy within that context, um, it's not normal. And, yeah. and in the context, I worked in youth ministry, and young adult ministry for 20 plus years, and, and to a certain extent, as far as what seems to be most natural, you know, what's most comfortable, especially with young men. You guys have probably seen this. Uh, I did more work with high school, but even with college. You know, it's amazing how low the common denominator is for them to feel like they're a part of someone, but how every man wants to be, they they want to be about something that's important, you know, that sense of purpose. And I think one of the fruits of that, you know, is joy. The Holy Spirit was right. Galatians 5, one of the fruits of the Spirit, you know, being joy, Um, how it comes, but that sense of purpose.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Love it. Love it. So, uh, Father uh, Waltz and Father Dash,
0: if uh, I'm thinking of the listeners out there, and I'm a young man, uh, I'm a a, a father of uh, three sons uh, with strong faith, I'm a grandfather that sees his grandchildren growing up, uh, and you know what, a priesthood, priesthood might just be on their mind right now. So, first of all, let's just take the young man um, looking for a purpose in life. And so he says, "Well, maybe, maybe I have that call. Mm-hmm. Can, can you uh, use your experience, share your experience how you answered that call, and, and if, uh, if there is a young man that they 're out there they 're listening
3: what, Where should he take this, yeah. this thought? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is to understand that you know God cooperates with our free will, or more so that we're supposed to our free will is supposed to cooperate with god 's providence, so if somebody has that." uh, desire, you know, they're not supposed to just like push it down and hide it and just like not do anything with it. Or maybe, um, you know, even just like praying about it in like silence is great, but you know, our free will, God cooperates with our free will. So, you know, the way that you found out that you were able to marry your wife is you had to date her. You have to try it. You have to give it a shot. You know uh so when it comes to, for a young guy cooperating with god 's free will, sometimes he can put himself in a position to be found, so that 's uh you know first step going to talk to his pastor that 's his most immediate connection, uh, so like for me as vocation director it 's impossible to know every young man in the diocese its it 's impossible right the the most immediate connection is the pastor, the parish uh, the priest who connects to the, to that young man. So to be able to talk to him, to be able to express these desires. And oftentimes if the priest, um, doesn't necessarily know how to handle that situation, he'll reach out to us vocation directors and we can give him a couple resources, uh, maybe little pamphlets or books to read or things to pray about. And then when he gets to a point in which maybe he wants to have that conversation with the vocation director, that's kind of when we stop, step in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things that the young man can do and being able to use his free will to cooperate with God's providence is speaking with his pastor. Um, there's many good pamphlets, book, booklets that teach you how to pray or what to pray about. Uh, and then reaching out to the vocation director, having that step. Um, if it is possible, going to a seminary to visit. Uh, when I was in college, mm-hmm. that was a huge step for okay. me. Uh, one in which um, was probably bigger than I realized. I just kind of went to... Uh, go visit some of my friends in college while the <laughs> thought of the priesthood is like in the back of my mind. and And when I got there and prayed with them and you know walked around campus and kind of had a day in the life of a seminarian, I just had incredible peace. Ah. and and it was just very evident that that was supposed to be the next step. So you know you have some people uh, who can kind of become paralyzed when it comes to discernment. You know, they don't want to date someone because they're thinking about the priesthood. And they don't want to join the seminary because they think they may call to marriage. And they just kind of like sit in this limbo of discernment. When in reality, you know, God is asking us to make a decision, to use our free will, to try to, to, um, you know, cooperate with his providence and to align our free will with his providence. So if you're in that limbo, you're just going to sit there forever. You're not going to find a girlfriend. You're not going to join seminary, and God isn't calling you to discern forever. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if, if a young guy does have those thoughts and those feelings, I would encourage him to, to act on them, to do what he can that's in his power, uh, to be able to discern whether or not this is for him. And, and I'll just say the last thing. Um, that you know every every good young catholic men should go through that discernment process the thought of the priesthood is something that every good catholic men should have to, to wrestle with uh, some to a greater or less extent um, and for some reason God puts that desire on some men's hearts more than others mm-hmm. uh, so one of our young guys who's joining seminary this year is, comes from a public school mm-hmm. and, and in my first conversations with him uh, I just said, you know, how many young boys, how many seniors in your class are thinking about the priesthood? You know, you're graduating with a class of like 500 or some. And he's like, I'm probably the only one. And I'm like, well, you know, every young guy is sitting waiting for this sign from God. You know, they want the the heavens to open up, the stars to align. They want God to tell them to join seminary. When in reality, you know, like I said, he cooperates with our free will. Sometimes he puts those desires in our heart. So I asked that young man, I'm like, one out of 500. I'm like, why isn't that a sign from God? You know, that He's putting you, this desire on your heart for a reason for you to discern. Um, so, those mm-hmm. are some things that young men can yeah, do. Very well put, uh,
0: Father Dosh. Thank you very much. Uh, Father Waltz, uh, a- anything to add to uh, that?
3: that yeah, you I just, no, uh, I think that's.
2: Good. <laughs> I think
0: that's why the bishop chose to be vocation
3: director. Uh, yeah,
2: a pretty good answer. Yeah. I just, I, the thing that I was thinking of is we did these, these videos. Uh huh. Uh, when he was a seminarian, just kind of like vocation story. And then we asked like a couple questions at the end, and one of the things I said to him is I said, you know, if you have a young man out there and he's thinking about seminary, what would you tell him? <clears throat> you know, because these are all guys that are entered seminary. And <laughs> one of the things Father Dodge said that I always stuck in my head is he said, uh, if you're actually really considering the priesthood in the given day and age that we live, that's probably a pretty good indication that you should go to seminary. <laughs> like, like it is. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about the culture yeah, that we live well in. Um, and, and like you said, one in 500, I mean, that, that's a, that's a huge, huge indicator. And then the only other thing I thought was, um, I think there's a lot more vocations than we think. Yeah. There's uh, St. John Bosco. He said, they asked him, they said, you know, how many, how many kids, you know, out of a uh, hundred kids, how many, you know, men have a call to the priesthood and women have a call to religious life. And he's like about a third. I mean, that's thirty percent. Like, <clears throat>
1: that's a, that's a huge. And he was with young people all the all time. All the time. All the yeah, time.
2: And I and you know I, I think when I, I that always resonated in my head. You know, I'm like, there's always more to go and find. There's always more to to encourage. And and that's why we tell yeah. our pastors to encourage them. We tell families if if you think a guy could be a, a seminary, just go cool up and say, hey, have you ever thought about it? you know that's how everything travels is by i mean i think it was I, I think it was paul he said you know unless unless we preach they can't receive the faith you know so we have mm-hmm. to we have to talk to each other
1: about it and not be afraid father i want to come back as you said uh just to make that invitation just from i'm a layman married now with six kids but certainly when i was a, you know you're a single male young adult and a priest or bishop sees you and notices that you're a mass on your own <laughs> they're like okay you know potential vocation right but and they approach you um I just, not only just a personal experience, but I think where I've seen over the years of ministry, and you hit on it earlier, the importance of relationship. I could have someone come up to me who really doesn't really know me. Mm. You know, and most single men, if they go to Mass, uh, they're ready for the question now almost. Yeah. You know, there's some of that. Uh, but if the person knows you mm. and they make that invitation a world of difference, and I'm really valuing how you both of you hit on that, and so the importance of relationship, how those seminarians know you, Um, and some of the other seminarians, maybe they're from a different diocese, like, wow, that's really cool that you know your vocations director in such a way. and the emphasis of presbyterity, I, I would
2: please. say last, just one last thing, too. If somebody's thinking about seminary and they want to go to seminary, like, to remember that if you sign up for seminary, you're not signing up for the priesthood right away. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you I, got it. there is a ton of time to discern right. in there, and, and we don't want to fill vacant rectories. If God wants to be a priest, we want you to be a priest. If, you, if God doesn't, we don't, and we want to help you do that, yeah. so Whatever, the, however that works.
3: So the proper discernment should be whether or not the guy should join seminary. Right. You know, to... to to think about if a young guy, you know, 17 years old, is discerning the priesthood, that's kind of like, you know, a guy goes on like a first date with a girl, and he's just saying like... Yeah, that's a, hard, that's yeah, a heavy yeah, yeah, and he's like, I'm going to marry her. It's like, no, it's a process of learning, and seminary Indeed. Is, that, Indeed. is that place.
0: Father Josh Waltz, Father Jordan Dodge, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for all the work you do in vocations. Thank you for answering the call to the pre- priesthood. Don't go away. We'll be right back... Uh, for the the final hour of Real Presence Live.